0: When the game is over, the fun begins. Interviews, highlights, analysis, and your opinion. This is Overtime Open Line, brought to you by the Canadian Brew House. Now, from the Terry Peranich Team Broadcast Center, Reed Wilkins, Reed Wilkins
1: on, on Oilers, Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Nugent Hopkins won it to Eberle. Back to the point, Sekra. Nugent Hopkins, right circle, snap, pass. What a deflection! Beautifully executed, and Drake Kajula has his second goal in as many games. It's 3-1 Edmonton, Drake Kajula,
2: power play goal. Drake Cajula, the first star tonight. He has a goal and an assist for the second straight game. Ryan Nugent-Hopkins also with one and one. Andre Sekra, two helpers. And how about Laurent Brassois coming in goal for the Oilers tonight. His first start in over a month. And he picks up his second consecutive victory, making 24 saves as the Oilers pushing for a division title a 4-1 win over the Colorado Avalanche. Thanks a lot for joining us. It's 11 Saturday night at Rogers Place, along with our Inside the Game analyst, Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins. You can reach us at 780-496-0063. You can also text 630-630. The Oilers will be in the playoffs. They will very likely have a chance to clinch a spot on Tuesday because Los Angeles currently trails the New York Rangers 2-0-0 with a minute 57 to go in the third, meaning an Oilers win of any type on Tuesday over the Kings would put them into the playoffs. It's inevitable that they will be in, whether they clinch on Tuesday or not. What's more exciting is that the Oilers are now in a three-way tie in terms of points atop the Pacific Division. Anaheim, San Jose, and Edmonton, all with 91. When you apply the tiebreakers, it's Anaheim first, San Jose second, and Edmonton third, but still... They're right in the mix, and it's going to be an exciting finish with seven games left to go. Rob, in terms of the game tonight, uh, I mean, you give Colorado credit. They certainly played hard. You mentioned it during the second intermission. They played better than they did on on Thursday when they had the lead for most of the game. But what have we talked about a lot this season? Sometimes when you have a chance to make a play, you gotta make a play. And the Oilers, big guns and a couple of depth guys made the plays tonight.
3: Well, yeah, I, I think the battle level that, that Colorado had was much better. I think they, they they worked hard. They they did a lot of the little things much better they had in the past, but they just, when they had their opportunity, they didn't execute. Uh, and two in the third period, that could have made a difference in this hockey game. Duchesne makes a great play out of the corner, beats his guy to the net. Uh, Bressois there to make the save, and then they have a two on one. and. Uh, the pass goes across and a great save by Brisson to to, to to keep it at, at a one goal against at that point too. And the Oilers capitalized on their chances. Pa- the pa- Oilers power play was good. They scored a power play goal. The Colorado Avalanches power play was atrocious and actually set them back every time they were on the power play. So I don't think this was the Oilers' best effort, but it was uh, a good enough effort and a smarter effort than they put, t- put together in Colorado. Colorado had good puck possession but I don't think they tested Laurent a whole lot because the Oilers were much smarter in their own zone than they were in Colorado. Rangers hit the empty net they're up three
2: nothing on the Kings with a minute eight left the Oilers win 4-1 that means a $100 donation to the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation coming from Booster Juice an oasis of freshness in a fast-paced world. Booster Juice giving for every Oilers goal throughout the season. And you can track the total on the Oilers page on 630Ched.com. Okay, 780-496-0063 is how you reach us. And we're going to start off with Jim Hi, Jim. Welcome to the show. Hey, Jim, do we have you? Yeah, hello. Yeah, go ahead, Jim. Sorry about that. I just want to congratulate Mr. Brougeois and the Oilers. I think...
0: uh, it's good to see him get a, a solid effort in under his belt. And uh, things are looking up and bright and coming uh, come
4: playoffs.
3: Yeah, the Oilers are playing very well. It, it, it's funny, every team going into the playoffs wants to go in playing well. And right now you've got a couple teams in the Pacific Division sitting with the exact same point totals. Except one, the San Jose Sharks have now dropped six straight, and the Oilers. What are we? Five and one in our last six games. So the Oilers have picked up ten points over those last six games on San Jose. The Oilers are playing well. They're they're getting balanced scoring. Their star players have been producing at a very good clip, as we've seen. Both McDavid and Drysset continue their scoring. Uh, Streaks and and now other guys are chipping in defense looks good The the goaltending situation has been solid all season long and now you're getting a chance to see their backup goaltender play And he played well as well So the Edmonton Oilers are are, are setting setting themselves up very nicely for this final little stretch and what could possibly be a division win They're gonna
2: play San Jose a couple times another game with Anaheim So those will be fun to watch obviously coming up over the next couple of weeks Laurent Brassois You know, solid in net. You mentioned the huge save on the two-on-one that, that, you know, could have cut into a 3-1 lead. Not only that, did he make the save? The Avalanche take a penalty on the ensuing scrum, and then the Oilers get more insurance on the power play that followed that. You know, I'm wondering, too, like how Brassois played, especially once he settled in. He looked to me like that very quiet, controlled game, not wasting a lot of energy, and, you know, you wonder, too, of, you know, I mean, the players, the player himself deserves tons of credit, but you wonder, too, the impact of, of Dustin Schwartz, the goalie coach.
3: Well, yeah. I mean, anytime time you, you see players show improvement, you you got to give credit to the player for putting the work in. we also got to look at, you know, How he's getting better, why he's getting better, what's the coaching situation. And and I've only heard positive things about about Dustin. And I've got to know him over the last number of years, working with the Oil Kings a little bit too. Uh, He's a good guy that takes his craft very, very serious. And he's got uh, two wonderful goaltenders to work with here in Edmonton who are both, uh, as we've seen as of late. uh, I mean, Talbot's been outstanding all year. And now, Laurent, over the last three games, we saw what he's capable of doing. So what we saw tonight from Laurent is one of the main reasons that Peter Shirelli didn't do anything at the deadline. He felt all along that he's got a backup goaltender that's capable of coming in and giving his team quality starts, and tonight we saw a quality start.
2: All right, if you're on hold, stay there. The Oilers do get the 4-1 win over the Colorado Avalanche. Drake Cajula, the first star, he is, here he is for GCL Diesel, serving oil country for 45 years with genuine diesel parts at wholesale prices. Drake, I know I asked this to you in the walk-off, but the way you guys played
5: this game as opposed to the, the other night in Denver, did it just feel better?
6: Yeah, I think uh, right from the get-go we felt better. Um, you know, the last game uh, wasn't at the perfect circumstances with the travel and the late, the late night, but uh, that shouldn't be an excuse. And uh, you know, I think we had a much better start today, and uh, we didn't take our foot off the gas. How confident are you feeling right now? Like I said, four points in your last two games. Another big goal tonight. Yeah, I think uh, you know I was like I said I was going through a, a rough patch earlier, and uh, the last little while I've been uh, you know getting some opportunities, and now things are starting to finally click and. Uh, you know. Hopefully, I can keep it going. Knowing what happened earlier tonight in the early
7: games, how
6: aware were you guys? What could be with the win tonight? Yeah, I think uh, you know you just try to focus on what you can control. Um, but it's with saying that, uh, you know we're we're obviously watching the standings and 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 where we fit in right now. And I uh, you know this is a huge two points for our team. And I uh, you know every point from now on is going to be crucial. But I uh, you know with the other teams uh, giving us a little bit of help, it's uh, definitely big that we got these two. So a bit of satisfaction knowing that you're in first place. Yeah, there's obviously satisfaction but uh, you know you can't uh, take it from the gas, you got to keep going and uh, keep our momentum going forward and uh, you know make sure we stay up top there.
2: So Drake Cajula, another two-point game two in a row for him he's the first star Brassois the winning goalie the second star Nugent Hopkins a couple of points he's the third star Rob and I give out a fourth star of the game for Missioner Allen Auctioneering check out maauctions.com for industrial and automotive sale dates Yeah, we can each do a pick a guy tonight. I'm going to give uh, Andre Sekra a couple of
3: assists for him, another solid game on the back end. Well, I'm going to agree with you there, too. Another one of the reasons the Oilers won tonight was their penalty killing was very good, and part of it was bad Colorado power play, but the penalty killing was good, and Sekra and Russell were a pairing that played, you know, the majority of the penalty kills. So there's another reason that the Oilers had success tonight, And, and one of the reasons we're picking... Andre to be the, the the four star is he was outstanding in the penalty killing situations tonight.
2: The Colorado Avalanche power play 0 for 18 over its last seven games. Well, I can tell you why they're
3: not very good at it. They need a young Rob Brown. <laughs> they, need, they need something. They need coaching uh, when it comes to their power play because their breakout was terrible. Their entries were terrible. Their play in the offensive zone when they had control of the puck was terrible. And their outcome of what they produced was obvious that that's what you're gonna get because there, there is enough skill level on that Colorado team to put together a pretty good power play, and it was awful. Well, it was 12.6% coming into tonight,
2: it, so it'll leak down a few more decimal points. And, and,
3: and look at the, the players they got. They got a Landis Gog, they got a, 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 a Duchesne, they got a McKinnon, and then they got on the back end someone that all the Oilers fans were clamoring for this in the offseason, a Tyson Barry. There is more than enough skill level on that team to have a good power play. So at that one, you've got to start looking at the uh, the coaching because especially teams was horrible f- both sides of the uh, of the the, the the offense and defense. The power play penalty kill both terrible for the Colorado Avalanche.
2: Yeah, and I mean uh, good good players that you. I mean I hardly noticed Landeskog two nope. two straight games. You're right. Um, Tyson Berry.
3: I remember when he used to come in here and dominate. Like yeah, when like join
2: in the rush, oh, like he,
3: dynamic. He, he reminded me like of a Phil Housley when Phil Housley was in his heyday. Whenever he touched the puck, you're like, oh, God, what can he do this time? And Tyson Berry was like that. He's not the same player. So uh, the work ethic was better for, for Colorado tonight, but they just do not look uh, anywhere like what we've seen in the past from them. The, they used to be a team that had a little bit of excitement about them. Uh, they are not exciting anymore. The Oilers beat the Avalanche 4-1.
2: Just looking at the Oilers' Twitter account, and we're going to hear from head coach Todd McClellan as we move along tonight, but McClellan's saying that Matthew Benning looked good and is walking around. He uh, took a blocked shot, looked like off his right knee or yeah.
3: the area of the knee. Well, he was bent down so that there was no padding there, so you're talking about a 90-mile-an-hour puck hitting him square on the bone. That would hurt. So I, whether there's damage or not, the pain would be huge, and that's why you had to see him helped off the ice.
2: All right, the Oilers win at four one seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We'll go back to the phone lines and welcome Robert to the show. Hi, Robert. What's on your mind tonight?
7: Hi, Reed, Hi, Rob. I Hello. just have a, I just have a couple thoughts tonight. First one on uh, Brassois. I thought, thought he looked good tonight. Made a couple, made a couple big saves when they were up two one, to allow them. The opportunity to extend the lead, which they eventually did on the power play.
3: Yeah, you're absolutely right. I th- we we agree. He, uh, he played very very well tonight. I was happy he got the start, and he went out and did exactly what the team needed him to do.
7: Yeah, no, uh, no my uh, oh, my now my my second thought uh, regarding the regarding the power play n- was ni- Nice to see them go. I think it was two for four tonight. Think they're starting to starting to see the uh, the power play uh, produce a little more consistently.
3: Well, the power play now is in the top three in the league, is it, Reed? Yeah, it came into
2: tonight twenty two point two percent, tied for third. So, so it's probably third. Sold so it, out. It,
3: they they have a very very good power play. And what you're what I like now too is it's not just coming off their number one unit. Their number two unit is chipping in as well, and that's dangerous because whenever you play, you go into the playoffs, the, the other teams are going to say, okay every power play the mcdavid line comes out we want these four guys to start against them and then we'll get our second unit guys against their second unit well if you've got two units that are going all of a sudden that is a a difficult thing for the opposition to try and figure out who we're going to put our best players against so the the others both power plays going very well right now
2: well i think that's a good point and it, the the teams that that really separate themselves, if you're going to be a team that's you, you know great in the regular season and a legitimate Stanley Cup contender, and we hope the Oilers are moving towards that, you have to be able to win a variety of different ways. Mm-hmm. And specifically for the power play, you know, Clef Bomb can fire it from the line. McDavid and Drysaddle can distribute the puck and shoot. latestu can can one time it today. Kajula did did the high tip. Nugent Hopkins you know can pass and maybe take a shot from the off wing you, you know eberle can make a play so if, if you're defending the oilers power play you can't just say okay we're going to sit on this one i mean sure they're going to focus on McDavid, but you can't just sit on one guy because other guys can handle the puck and keep pucks alive and score from different areas well
3: and what you like about the Oilers' power play is they they, they found each player's strength and they're playing to their players strengths and they've got uh, we used to call it a brain. There, there's one guy that the puck always goes through. And for the first unit, it's McDavid along with Drysaddle. The second unit, it's Nugent Hopkins. Those are the guys that are smart, that see the ice better than the other players on the ice. They create better. And that's what we saw in the in, in the power plays today. The the creativity of the, the Oilers on their PP. When you get into the playoffs, specialty teams and goaltending wins playoff series. And right now, they've got the goaltending. Their power play has been excellent for most of the season. Their penalty killing has been getting better as of late and giving them big kills when they need them. Oilers win
2: at 4-1. The winning goaltender, Laurent Brassois, gets his second straight victory. Let's hear from him for GCL Diesel, serving oil country for 45 years with genuine diesel parts at wholesale prices.
6: Um, whatever my role is, whatever responsibility I have, I'll, I'll be prepared for it. Also an
8: opportunity though like moving forward, I mean the organization has some choices and decisions to make at that position, so this is a chance for you to sort of show them you can, you can
6: do this role? Exactly. Um, any chance I get, whether it's practice in a game or, or any time, I'm, I'm looking to, to make an impression and I'm um, hopefully, hopefully doing
2: that. Alright, some quick comments from Laurent Brassois, solid Tonight he was beaten very early on the second shot he faced. Sven Andreg- Sven Andregetto cut in and was able to tuck it behind him at two thirty nine of the game. That tied it up. Nothing after that, and the Oilers go on to win at four one. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three will bring in Jamie to overtime open line. Good evening, Jamie. Hey guys, how's it going? Doing well.
4: Uh yeah, you know, awesome to see the the Oilers do what they should have done against Colorado in uh, Home at Home. I mean, they beat them both times, twice by uh, three goals. So that's encouraging. And, you know, I see uh, Drake Kajula and the chemistry. He has a dry title. And, you know, I think he's kind of put, put in a bit of uh put in a couple of good games here. And I think that he's going to be – Todd's going to be hard-pressed – to uh to not have him stay in the lineup the rest of the way and i hope he does because he's he's creative and he's young and i think he deserves a spot and uh uh what else i got oh yeah uh you know what i think cod should be should be in on the jack adams i mean this is this is by far the best regular se- season the oilers have had in, you know way more than a decade not just a decade and honest to god He's got a well-oiled machine brewing here, and and they're, the guys are slotted in the right spots, and the, and there's a hierarchy, and they, you know, they really play like a team. So I'm, absolutely encouraged, and uh, go Oilers. That's all I got, guys.
3: Yeah, I, I agree totally. I, I think that he is certainly should be in the running as as one of the top three, coaches in the National Hockey League. What this team has done how far they've come and uh, there's going to be the the people out there say well I mean they got the advantage of having McDavid in the lineup and and that's absolutely true but for me the the big reason the Oilers have taken these big strides forward this year is what they've done in their own zone they're a much better defensive hockey club now and you can have a very high powered offense and you can have the best player in the world offensively but if you don't keep the puck out of your own net you're not going to be successful and the Oilers are, are just much smarter in their own zone and at that, a lot of that has to go on coaching. So, uh, yeah, to me, he he is a finalist for Coach of the Year, and with a, a, a better than you know average shot at winning it.
2: The Oilers, with 41 wins now on the season, they did win 41 twice during the decade of darkness in 0708 and 0506. That's exactly half the number of games they played in those seasons, with one win in their final seven games, which I think they're going to get they would win more than half their games for the first time since 87-88 when they won 44 out of 80. So there's a little aside. Yeah, good year for Todd McClellan behind the bench. A tough year for Jared Bednar, who didn't get hired until August after Patrick Waugh walked away from the avalanche. Here's the coach of the Avs for Challenge Insurance Group. Challenge creates opportunity. We provide solutions.
8: Well, we, we we knew we were down a goal, so we wanted to make sure that we were getting enough pucks and traffic to the net. We didn't, I didn't think, in the second part of the second period, uh, especially we didn't shoot the puck enough, and uh, we wanted to make sure that we were getting down there. There was some rebounds laying around the front of the net, and we were trying to track down and and um, you know just make sure we were playing hard and, and finishing the game strong. And uh, you know the penalties ended up hurting us in the third period, obviously tough to take after, you know, played two pretty decent periods
7: and started out the third okay and then those penalties just really hurt you?
8: Yeah, I mean... (laughs) I guess you look at what we gave up tonight. We turned two pucks over in the first period, and they both ended up in the back of our net. Um, you couldn't recover from the one, and then they make a nice play side to side on the one-timer goal there. Uh, and then the third period, it, we, we lost a little bit of steam in the second. I thought with with our offensive chances, and then uh, we started to you know pick things up a little bit in the third. We had you know a couple shifts with some zone time and whatnot, but the penalty off the face-off right after an icing and then and then uh the one in in front of the net at the other end you know i just um tough you know tough to work through that i guess when you're when you're trailing already in the game
2: kept connor mcdavid relatively quiet over these two games what was the key to
5: limiting
6: him
8: well uh, in the first game i thought the mckinnon line was outstanding so that you know that 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 was the key factor in doing that and and tonight, you know a bunch of different guys kind of shared that responsibility and uh but Eric Johnson on the back end probably saw him a lot, and you know in on both nights you got to give him some credit him and his partner uh, Barbarian, yeah. Uh, yeah and they were up against Connor really didn't give him a lot of opportunities. Yeah, and he, and he, you saw he was dangerous tonight. He had some chances. He made some plays as he's always going to do. You just want to try and limit those and, and force him to the worst areas of the ice that you possibly can.
2: Jared Bednar for Challenge Insurance Group. Challenge creates opportunity. We provide solutions. The Avalanche fall to 20-51 and 3 on the season. The Oilers 41-25 and 9. McDavid with an assist. Dreisaitl with a goal. They Both now with seven-game point streaks. Dreisaitl 14 points over that stretch. McDavid with 13. They're both in the top ten in the NHL in scoring. McDavid obviously leads the way. Rob Brown, Reed Wilkins at Rogers Place. 4-1, the Oilers win. We'll go back to the phones, and we have Greg standing by. Greg, welcome to the show. Thank you for calling. Nice. How's it going tonight, guys? Yeah, we're doing well, man.
5: Uh, well, we're old Calgary Flames, so I know the, we all the fans should, uh, you know, calm down a little bit, but uh, on, on a serious note, I, I want to know what your guys' opinion is on um, um, some of the stuff that's going around in the league with the stick infractions, because, um, you know, you get those little chintzy hooks that, you know, a guy, maybe his body turns to the right or to the left a little bit, but then you got these, these cross-checks that, you know, like Maroon or, or the Crosby hack on the hands, and... and and one is way worse than the other, and a penalty is a penalty. And I know when they brought in an obstruction, it was it was called all the time. And now I see the officials are are like it's not so consistent anymore. So I'm just wondering what you guys think the NHL needs to do on on, on that level because you can't be letting guys get away with stuff like this. So,
3: well, I think it, just looking at the two plays you're talking about, the Crosby slash, and then the the. Bo- Boschman's uh, cross check tonight, both are hockey plays. I mean you saw Maroon, He talked to Boschman later. he understood it was he wasn't a vicious cross check. it was just clearing the net, just got him in a in a bad spot and same as the Crosby slash. If you watch a hockey game, they're a hundred times a game, a guy slashes a guy's stick. that was just horrible, horrible luck for Mark Mathot. and in Ottawa, it looks like his finger got squashed between the two sticks, and it was absolutely disgusting. It was without intent, and to me, it was just a guy slashing a stick, and not a vicious slash, just trying to knock the guy's stick, knock the puck. I think the refs do a fairly good job of calling the stuff that needs to be called. There's always going to be stuff that gets missed, and I think that the the major infractions to me are the ones that are more important to be called, but I, I don't think they put their whistle away on purpose. Um, I think this the game is... So much cleaner now than it was 15, 20 years ago. It's not even close. Just go back. I know they always show those old Euler games on, uh, you know, the Gretzky-Messier-Coffee era uh, on the late night TSN Sportsnet, whatever, and you will see the viciousness that they used to allow. If you used to have a power play... The team that was defending the penalty killers, and as long as they did not draw blood, they could do anything they wanted. So this is a much cleaner hockey game or, or hockey league now than it has been in a long time. Oilers win it 4-1. If
2: you're on hold, we're getting to you. You will also hear from head coach Todd McClellan. You're listening to Canadian Brew House Overtime Open Line from the Terry Peranich Team Broadcast Centre. <laughs>
0: Live from the Terry Perenich Team Broadcast Center, this is Overtime Open Line. Brought to you by the Canadian Brewhouse on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.
1: Kick it back to Dayarnay. Into the middle, stolen away, and the avalanche might have a two-on-one. Soderberg over the line, left wing. Centers, open man. Rich shot, what a save made by Laurent Brassois. Doesn't know where it is. It's underneath his body. Pride free. We got a penalty coming, and it's going to go against the avalanche.
2: Great save by Brassois on Blake Como with about 640 left in the third. It's our save of the game for Armor Insurance. Complete a free quote for a $10 Tim card. At armorinsurance.ca, Brassois, the win, he makes 24 stops. The Oilers take down the Avalanche 4-1 to sweep their three-game season series. At Rogers Place with Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks a lot for tuning in. It's 1130. You can reach us at 780-496-0063, and we'll go to Brad on the line. Brad, thank you very much for calling.
9: Reed uh, thanks thanks for taking my call. And, Brownie, uh, great to, uh, to follow up with you guys after the game. Just a couple comments. First of all, congratulations to Lorraine Brosseau on the win. Uh, fantastic. i got to say, though, if I was Todd McClellan, the only thing I'd be talking to my team about tonight would be, where is the killer instinct? We are in the race. We've got a position. And my goodness sakes alive, are we actually trying to make a difference or make an impression on the opponents coming up? Uh, killer instinct is really important, and obviously tonight, although there was a great win for one, where is the killer instinct? You know, is that going to happen? Six million dollars, a couple of players. We need to finish, boys, and where is that?
3: Well, yeah, I, I mean, the team extended in the third period. It wasn't; they didn't sit on their lead. Um, I, I think that sometimes when you play games at the end of the season against teams that are lesser teams, teams that are on the outside looking in, the expectations is it's going to be easier and that you can just walk all over these teams. But if you look around the NHL tonight, I mean, the the Florida Panthers just beat the snot out of the Chicago Blackhawks, beat them 7 nothing. And there's a team that you're thinking, Chicago's the best team in the Western Conference. So it's not every night that you can just walk out there and just put a team down just because you should be able to. So I... I, I thought the Oilers were much better tonight, from start to finish, than they were in Colorado. I thought they played a smarter hockey game. Uh, I would, you know, they didn't control the play as much as you would hope against a Colorado team. But Colorado pushed back a little bit more tonight. I thought they were they were better than they were the other night. Their compete level was. I think you'll. It, it's hard to, to manufacture emotion, and I think against a team like Colorado, that you're going to win. I mean, it, neither game was ever in doubt. So the emotion isn't going to be as high as it will be against an L.A. King, or especially when we play Anaheim and San Jose. Those are the nights you're going to see a little more killer instinct. You hope so. It'll be fun. You know, I'm, It'll I'm be look, fun. Yeah, I'm looking, forward, I'm looking forward to next week. The games that the Oilers got coming forward here, the next three, all going to be exciting, all mean a ton as we go down to the stretch here.
9: Brad, you ready to finish the play, buddy? For sure, you guys. You know what? Uh, with, without a doubt, um, we've got some great things going forward. And uh, really excited about uh, uh, having a one two punch in what in, uh, we've got in net. Uh, Connor McDavid, great game tonight. And actually, Ryan Nugent Hopkins uh, played a super game. Real excited about the way that's looking going forward.
2: Right on. All right. You've already got an eight day parking pass to Jet Set We Park. Park cheap and easy. Visit jetsetparking.com. If you win, finish the play. We'll put your name into the giant drum for the grand prize draw for $1,000 to Integra Tire Auto Center. Visit Integra Tire to experience service you can trust. Integra Tire, experience integrity. Here it is.
1: Nugent Hopkins won it to Eberlin. Back to the point, Sacra. Nugent Hopkins, right circle, snap, pass.
2: All right, power play set up from Nugent Hopkins. Who got that goal, Lucic or Kajula? Kajula.
1: Let's find out. Nugent Hopkins won it to Eberle. Back to the point, Sekra. Nugent Hopkins, right circle, snap, pass. What a deflection! Beautifully executed, and Drake Kajula has his second goal in as many games. It's 3-1, Edmonton, Drake Kajula, power play goal.
2: His sixth of the season, Brad, you win, finish the play, stay on the line, so Brandon can take down your information. Nugent Hopkins would add another power play goal later on in the third period, 4-1, The Oilers take it. Tonight they go two for four on the power play. They kill off all three Colorado man advantages, though the last one was only 14 seconds because Cajula took a penalty at 19.46, but it goes into the books uh, as a kill for the Oilers. One goal short of the Japanese Village goal light. Whenever the Oilers sc- do score five or more in a game, we turn it on on 630 com slash Oilers, and then you can print up a coupon for a free appetizer at Japanese Village, three locations in the city, downtown, south side, and north side. You know, it, it's interesting what Brad uh, brought up about killer instinct. I mean, that's that, to me, that's always an interesting discussion. The, the better teams have it. Um, I mean, sometimes a team might win... 4-2, but they were up 3 nothing halfway through the second period. That's different than maybe winning 4-2 with a goal with five minutes left than an empty netter. Still a win, um, but the better teams, you know, tend to get the leads. But, I mean, you know, okay, killer instinct, San Jose Sharks, <laughs> they they, could look like, all right, they got the division. Yep. Everybody else is playing for second. All of a sudden, they haven't won a game in, in in a couple of weeks. It's a three-way tie with 91 points.
3: Well, what you're seeing is the parity in the National Hockey League. It, we it used to be you'd have the haves and the have-nots, and there was a big difference. Uh, nowadays, it, it's not like that. There's so many teams that are are, are just, you know, that there that one that one long winning streak away from being a playoff team instead they've got that long losing streak there's the best the best teams seem to, to find the consistency and they stretch it out longer and longer during the regular season but on any given night it doesn't matter where you are in the standings. Uh, the, the Buffalo Sabres—they're not a playoff team—but they've got the the Eichel's and the players that can win them a hockey game. The Florida Panthers—they've got a couple guys in Huberdeau and Barkov that can that can beat you on their own. The the LA Kings are going to be on the outside looking in. They got a guy in Jonathan Quick can win a game by himself. They just can't do it over a consistent amount of time. So that's why it's you, you, the Oilers should win this game. They do win this game. It wasn't as convincing as you had wanted it to be, but. There's some pretty good players on the other side. At the end of the night, it really doesn't matter how it was done. The fact that you got it done and the Oilers had to win two games against Colorado, they did it, and now they get to move forward into some fun games against teams that actually will be playing in the playoffs with and against them over the next you know month or so.
2: All right, and the Oilers can clinch a playoff spot with a win on Tuesday against the Los Angeles Kings. We'll bring in Cam on the show, who's one of our regulars. Cam, good to hear for, from you. Thanks for calling again. What's up? Hey guys, uh no it's good. I was gonna say I don't
7: think you lead the league or you're close to the, the lead league in shot blocks. Um hey, if you if you don't have a killer instinct. I think this team is anything it has it's a killer instinct. As a matter of fact this like and no disrespect to Shirelli or the scouts, but this is a half baked team right now. This isn't even a team that's close roster wise to what it can be. I mean They've been operating with some holes and deficits all year long. So the fact that they work the way they do and play the way they do, and, you know, I, I just, I'm not trying to be disrespectful to the caller, but I could not disagree more about the killer instinct. I mean, to to do that over the, as many games as they've done it and, and to win as many games as they have, I just don't think you can win that many games in this league without having it. So the other thing I was going to say is major awards, McClellan, is got to be close, Coach McClellan. McDavid's got to be close to being up for something. And if Talbot's not under consideration, there's there's some real real uh, discrepancies in what I see and what they're going to see. And the final thing is, Rob, I remember calling in. I'm not going to try to pin you with a prediction, but for both you guys I'd like to hear. I remember calling in the week of the end of October, and I think the boys were about 7-1 or 7-2. I think we just played Washington or something, and I said looks like a playoff team and you guys were you guys were very complimentary but you said let's wait and see and uh, you wouldn't remember that because you have a lot of things that are going on but here we are now around that same stage just getting right ahead in the playoffs i would just love to hear what you guys think is the ceiling on this team and um, i'm gonna say that i think it can get to a third round if a typical playoff season takes place i think this is a team that can get into a third round i'd be very happy with a second Getting into a third's of possibility, so I just I would love to hear what you guys think is the ceiling if you're comfortable with doing that and and uh, it'd be nice. To, I'm interested to know what you guys think. So
2: yeah, though no, that's 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 cool for sure. Yeah, well before the season, I I predicted them to win 38 games and probably miss the playoffs by a little bit. So I'm I'm happy to be wrong for sure. Yeah, I mean well, I mean if you're in, if you are in the playoffs, the ceiling is the Stanley Cup because any of the 16 teams will be good enough. I I, I think. If I look at it realistically, Rob, I think the Pacific Division is, is clearly wide open. Um, I, I think if the Oilers got to the Western Conference Final, and I know Minnesota's not doing great lately, but I, I, I think if the Oilers got to the Western Conference Final and Chicago or Minnesota were the opponent... Sitting here at the end of March, I would have difficulty favoring the Oilers in that series.
3: No, I agree. I think a lot of it, too, is how far the Oilers are going to go is going to be dependent on the matchups they get. And the it's funny. The Oilers could win the division, and that's what their goal is. But that could set up a worse... Uh, first-round matchup for them. They could end up playing, say, the Nashville Predators in the first round. Who they had trouble with. And that's a team, yeah, that gives them trouble. And I think Nashville's a very good team. Then all of a sudden uh, you, you find yourself in, in, in a situation where it would have been better to be second or third in your division and not have as tough a, tough a matchup if the Oilers were to somehow falter down the stretch and end up being a wild card team and having to go through the other division. And playing, say, Chicago in the first round, well, they might not get out of the first round. So it's hard to say uh, without seeing who their matchups are. I think the Oilers match up well against Calgary. Not saying they, they're they going to win just because they play against them, but I think it would be a good series, and the Oilers, with some execution, can win that series. I think the Oilers uh, match up fairly well with the Anaheim Ducks. I, I don't think they're as dominant a team as they have been in the past. And the Oilers, with good goaltending and a good power play, can can take them and San Jose up until 10 days ago I would have said that bad would have matchup. been a, a bad matchup for the Edmonton Oilers but the San Jose Sharks and every team that's got that that's that, that's in the Oilers division at some point has had this stretch where they were not a good team. The Oilers have Anaheim has Calgary has well San, Jose, San Jose's going through it right now. Now if they can't get it turned around well all of a sudden, huh, it's a little easier getting through the, the this division, but I think that's still I think San Jose is going to find their game, and I believe that would be a tough matchup for just about anyone. I think all year long they have been the class of this division, and until someone upsets them, because they are the defending Western Conference champions going to the Stanley Cup Finals last year, until someone upsets them, I think that would be a tough matchup for the Edmonton Oilers. San Jose losing tonight
2: 7-2. To the Nashville Predators, which included Nashville scoring a shorthanded goal in the final minute of the game as we check the advantage trailer rental scoreboard. The Capitals over the Coyotes 4-1. Bruins beat the Islanders 2-1. Hurricanes get past the Devils 3-1. As Rob mentioned earlier, Florida pound Chicago 7-0. Montreal wins at home 3-1 against Ottawa. In Buffalo, it was Sabres 5, Maple Leafs 2. The Flames in overtime 3-2 against the Blues. Blue Jackets shut out the Flyers, 1-0. Vancouver topples Minnesota, 4-2. The Rangers shut out the Kings, 3-0. And, of course, right here in Edmonton, Oilers 4, Avalanche 1 in uh, the American Hockey League. Tonight, the Bakersfield Condors doing very well lately and they pick up another win tonight with Jonas Gustafson being the winning goaltender, 3-1 over the San Diego Gulls. Joey Leleja scores twice. All right, we're going to bring in Ron up next on the open line. You'll also hear from head coach Todd McClellan. This is Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Terry Peranich Team Broadcast Centre.
0: This is Overtime Open Line, brought to you by the Canadian Brewhouse from the Terry Peranich Team Broadcast Centre. Reid Wilkins
1: on Oilers Radio, 630 Chan. Pressured by Johnson. Stays with it. Kicks it back to the point. Sacro one-timer. Blew it wide. Rebound score. Right off the boards, and Nugent Hopkins snaps it by Calvin Pickard. The Oilers with two third-period power play goals to put this one away. Edmonton 4, Colorado 1. Ladies and gentlemen, the deal has been sealed.
2: Indeed, Jack Michaels. That was the icing on the cake tonight. Nugent Hopkins getting his 16th Oil is beating Colorado 4-1. Thanks a lot for joining us. It's 11:48. Rob Brown, Reed Wilkins at Rogers Place, and we'll bring in Ron on the phone line. Ron, thank you very much for calling.
5: No problem, guys. How are you doing tonight? Doing well. Great. Uh, now, I know this analytical guys don't like plus-minus, but just top of your head, would you know what the plus-minus was for second period last year compared to this year?
2: Oh, the gold differential? Yeah, the goal differential. Oh, I'd have to go look up last year's, uh, but I can tell you for the second period this year, there was no scoring tonight. Edmonton is plus 15 in the second period. That's not just even strength. That's everything. Is that what you were getting at, Ron? He's already gone. Okay. Well... All right, I can tell you the Oilers, after tonight's game, are plus one in the first period, plus 15 in the second period, and now plus 12 in the third. Colorado is now
3: minus 47 in the third period. That's not good. That's hard to believe. That, <laughs> and, it, and it also shows you why they're in dead last in the National League. And it's, it's one thing to be dead last, but they're dead last by... Over twenty points, yeah they're not even not even within shouting distance of another team. It is a bad team, and I feel bad for the coaching staff because I know I know how hard it is to coach I know how much work the coaches put in and it's it's a three hundred sixty five day seven day i mean like it is non stop to be put in this position to be the head coach of a team and not being prepared because you did not know until you know weeks before training camp. It was a tough situation to start with, and it has just unraveled for he and his team all season long.
2: Todd McClellan made the adjustment of the game, decided to go with Laurent Brassois over Cam Talbot. That's brought to you by Alberta's Chiropractors. Life is the roughest game of all. Feel better, move better, live better with help from your chiropractor. Visit albertachiro.com, and here is the Oilers head coach.
0: Not a ton of work, but as you mentioned, some of the saves were tough ones. He had to find pucks through traffic, um, they're a hard team to play against in the defensive zone. They roll around well, they're quick, and uh, they got some dangerous shots. We, uh, yeah. we were fortunate to get a few blocks when we needed them, but I thought LB played tremendous. Did you think you had it in control when it's 2-1 in the third, or were you just waiting for you guys to put it
5: away, or were you a little bit worried at that point?
0: Well, I, I didn't like uh, the rhythm of the game um, for our group, especially about halfway through in the second period. I leaned over to, uh, to Jay Woodcroft and just said, I think we're going to have to go to three lines just to get a little uh, zip on a motion. It, it felt like we got cut out long, uh, TV timeout would come up, maybe a penalty or something like that, and lines weren't rolling. They were just sitting there. Uh, so I think when we went to three lines, rotated a line in and out, uh, some of the guys that are used to running a lot uh, got going, and, and that's where the game started to go in our favor.
8: I'm sure there'll be an evaluation in the next couple of days, but is there an early sentiment on how Benning is, how serious
0: that Actually, is? Actually, um, you know, I, I don't want to jump the gun here, but he looked pretty darn good. He was walking around back in there, got a welt, uh, but it doesn't look like there's anything broken, so that's a real good sign for us. How about being within striking distance or being tied with, uh, for the division lead at this point? Is that put a little bit of adrenaline in your
7: step for these final? Season?
0: Well, just a chance to... I've told a few people this lately. For our team to be under stress at this time of the year is a really good thing. And people are going to say, what the hell does that mean? That means that right now we're playing games that uh, uh, mean something, that guys have to block shots and they have to battle, they have to fight for, for position and for ice. Uh, nobody's internal clock is shutting down because summer's coming. Mm-hmm. All of that's really important. Uh, the standings... Um, you know, home ice, all that type of stuff is a byproduct of that stress. And it's good for our team to experience it. We'll have uh, you know, seven more games of it all within our division. And uh, there'll be big games, but um, you know, we want to keep our keep and get our game improving if we can.
1: looks like he's got a second win after a long
0: stretch there. It's funny what a little confidence will do. Um, You know, I think with him Getting the rest and and having a little more confidence, we felt better about putting him on the power play, which in turn uh, makes him feel a little bit better. And um, he's got a little spark in him right now. Um, I think we're fortunate to have utility players on that fourth line, if you want to call them the fourth line, in Latesto and Kajula. They're both penalty kill and power play. Uh, We're lucky to have that. Not a lot of teams in the league do.
2: All right, that's Oilers head coach Todd McClellan. His team winning 4-1 over Colorado tonight. You heard the quote there about Matthew Benning walking around but with a welt after blocking a shot in the third period. He didn't play the last uh, 10 minutes and 47 seconds. Obviously was in tons of pain, but uh, good news, the Oilers are off tomorrow. They'll practice Monday, so We'll see if uh, if Benning's on the ice or not, but uh, the good news is it doesn't appear to be anything long-term.
3: Yeah, no, it, it is a painful, a painful injury he's got right there. Hopefully it is just a bruise or bone bruise and he gets through it quickly, but uh, taking a slap shot on bare skin, right on the bone, what it looked like, uh, yeah, and, and then it just, it just numbs your leg. So for him to try and stand up there, it wasn't gonna happen, he realized that, and uh, a little bit of ice on it and be ready for the next game, hopefully. So you have Kajula
2: chipping in a couple points, Nugent Hopkins with a goal and an assist as well, Andre Sekra who's the Oilers' leading defense uh, scorer with 35 points. Oscar Kleffbaum has 30. You and I kind of featured Sekra the other night on the uh, on the face off show how uh, you, you, the more you see him kind of the more you, you you appreciate him. There's not a lot of there's not a lot of flash in his game. I mean, he doesn't do anything like he's
3: not a loud player. But you look at the end of the night and it's like, oh, kind of effective again. Subtle and effective. Uh, he, he, he makes smart plays. I think there was, last year when he came here, there was so much hoopla. He's the big signing and he had been traded at the deadline the year before for a first-round pick. And, you know, he's going to be our number one defenseman. Might have been a little bit too much in the expectations, a little too high. But now he's coming in and he's doing all the right things. He's playing uh, big minutes. You're able to put him on your power play. He's dynamite in the overtimes. He just seems to make the right plays. Never out of position. He's not a physical force out there, but closes guys off, rubs them out. He's been very, very good. And as I said before, the reason the Oilers are where they are is because they are such a a better defensive hockey club than they have been in the past.
2: That's our Inside the Game analyst, Rob Brown. We're going to be back on Tuesday when the Oilers host the LA Kings 5.30 face-off show. Game will start at seven. And yes, the Oilers clinch a playoff spot for the first time since 2006, with a victory. Thanks to our studio producer, Brandon Graziano. Our engineer at Rogers Place is Troy Bowler. This has been Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Terry Perandis Team Broadcast Center. The final, Oilers 4, Avalanche 1. My name is Reed Wilkins. Have a great night.